Welcome again to the Ministry of Propaganda. Today we are speaking about the situation in Africa, uh, in Niger specifically, uh, the situation there, the military situation with the uh, democratically elected government being ousted in a coup. Um, and more specifically, I guess, uh, the French and the Americans are, are teaming up in a former colony, former French colony. When did this happen last? Uh, what do you reckon, Chris? Dien Bien Phu, Dien Bien Phu in the sky? Are we about to see Dien Bien Phu in the sand? <laughs> so it's all looking quite, um, I, don't, I don't want to say exciting, but it's very interesting to sort of watch what's going on. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of, sort of hot take analysis going on already on, on social media and the, and the media at large. Uh, are we seeing this as like a, a new wave of sort of neo-anti-colonialism um, and, and, and the formation of a new sort of anti-imperialist bloc in East Africa, uh, West Africa, sorry, because um, that does seem to be on the face of it what's going on. Um, obviously, there's a, a lot of people who are sort of saying, "Oh, well, we shouldn't never be supporting any, any military hunter um, under any cons under, under any circumstances." I think what's interesting though is that the people of Ni of Nigeria. On the whole do seem to be with the military on this one and the, there is mass support unfortunately i haven't been following the story long enough back to have to like i wasn't studying the former president so i don't know the ins and outs of whether he was popular um, as it happened like as i'm sure a lot of people people especially in the west are interested in the story broke when when the coup happened and other than that i haven't really thought about nigerian politics uh, Niger, Arian yeah, politics. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what the what's what's the <laughs> the noun for that because it's not Nigerian because that's like, Nigerian 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 yeah. Yeah. Nigerian let's go for Nigerian yeah I, I was yeah. going to go for that and it, it sounds different to the Nigerian one yeah it just it hit my ear wrong because it was coming out my mouth <laughs> yeah <laughs> right 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 yeah well I mean I, I think this is the first time in my life uh, that Niger has been like uh, this discussed this is yeah. a big issue. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think most people watching or listening to this probably couldn't have told you the capital of Niger two weeks ago. Um, I imagine many people in the US administration probably couldn't have told you the capital of Niger two weeks ago. Um, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, quite intense. I mean, yeah, I think Julius Malema said something this week in relation to this. He said, so let's, let's try and not have bloodshed let's hopefully this ends peacefully um because yes that you know this threat of military intervention did come in you know expiring on sunday uh it still may happen we don't know yet um violence could still erupt a regional war could erupt i mean that, that's what's at, potentially at stake here which is quite that is the threat quite different yeah that, that's also the element that makes it a bit different so obviously with sudan which is 100 days or so into its you know into the war it's a war it's a civil war yeah. um that didn't necessarily, well, no, didn't have the, the risk of a regional war. Um, it doesn't have that yet. Uh, this does. Uh, you know, you had ECOWAS, which includes Nigeria and most of the rest of, of West Africa, making yeah. that deadline, and it's still hanging above us. It's Tuesday now, it expired on Sunday. Um, 
that's the big difference is that that's brought in and then the french and the us um having troops already in niger and most likely i, I would guess be willing to back up uh, nigeria hoping that nigeria does the the groundwork for them but i i, I we might be looking at like you know no fly zone libya style uh kind of stuff with yes. then ground troops being acted out by nigeria or ECOWAS in general uh that, that's still on the cards that's still at play um yeah it, it's it's a very it's a very big week actually um but i mean just to go into some of the stuff that um you know my, my thoughts on this one uh is first uh we've got basically blinken and uh, blinken made a tweet about this uh, as well as infamous Victoria Newland about the fact that they needed to uh, consider ways to support the democratically elected government in light of the coup. Uh, and good old uh, Newland tweeted something to the effect. She's already been there this week. She's been speaking to the, 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 the generals. Um, these are the people from 2014 in Maidan, which yeah. also overthrew a coup. Like, these people have no shame. <laughs> they, they cannot... No sense. Let's assume that people have forgotten that they stood on the other side of this aisle uh, nine years ago, and which yeah. led us to the, the war in Ukraine. Not that we should bring the war in Ukraine so quickly into this, but yeah, uh, that's my, my first sort of thought about this. Is yeah, really, well, you, how, you how to Ukraine straight away. I was going to go to Vietnam, to be honest. Oh, <laughs> yes, you know, go ahead. Let's go to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that this, this, again, this is a former French colony where France holds, which I think a lot of people. Uh, don't appreciate how much sway France still holds over its uh, former clon colonial states um, in Africa. Um, soft, in terms of soft power and just uh, cor corrupted influence. Um, and that seems to be a lot when you hear these coup leaders in, in Niger, they're referencing that a lot about France's influence and France's control over their country. Um, so that does seem to be play so for the fact that america are sort of uh trying to be the bastions of returning it to democratic rule almost handing it back to the french colony the french uh, as a french colony again right right, 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 right. yeah no it, it does have that, that that link that same you know flavor to it of, of vietnam uh help, the americans helping the french with one of their yeah <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely um yeah uh just on that thing you said about French control, I mean, there's a lot of videos and articles you can read about uh, what's called the what's it, the West African franc, uh, the currency used in that region, which is printed in France and they hold the reserves. Um, so, yeah, in terms of power, in terms of monetary policy, it's basically like, you know, similar to the EU, I suppose you could say, but m m far worse, uh, you know, without the sort of, without the membership of being in the EU. <laughs> so yeah. the French control their, their currency. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of videos, again, like I say, about this. The French have a new colonial empire. They've still kept their empire just in a very clever way, a very shady yeah. way. Um, and I think because of the ways the French empire um, existed, uh, especially when you compare it to the British empire, where the British had uh, Britain, Britain proper, and then its overseas colonies. Of course, Victoria was different titles depending on what country. She was never the Empress of Britain, but she was the Empress of India. Mm. Um, but France, when it turned to Africa, it had its colonies, but then it had land in Africa that, as far as the constitution of France goes, was still France, like Algeria, 
Algeria was not a colony of France, it was an integral part of France, right. as far as the French constitution goes, and that's quite, it's annexing land, essentially. Um, when you go to certain places like Algeria and still today, uh, think certain documents like your driving license will be provided to you in French. It's so ingrained in into society, it's sort of hard to undo. Um, so th there's no surprise that there's a lot of a opportunism of politicians finding France to be the um, sort of low hanging fruit that if you want to do a dodgy deal for exploits, so that is your go-to exploiter. Um, rather than to the Americans and the French, uh, Americans and the British, because um, you've already got those relationships set up, but also a lot of animosity mm. from people like, well, uh, as we've seen, a lot of the population. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so the the things, uh, you know, we, we, we've probably discussed this before, that you've had this uh, sweep, this wave of coups and um, overthrowing of um, pro-French uh, governments yeah. in West Africa. So we've already seen Mali, uh, Burkina Faso, Guinea, yeah. um, uh, and even uh, Senegal. Not Senegal hasn't had the coup yet, but um, they, you know, put forward this. They, they said they're going to send troops to help. Meanwhile, right now, their troops are being used to quash protests um, against yeah. the government. Um, so that wave is taking place. Anti-French sentiment. A lot of it's, you know, corruption, uh, but also tied to this, the fact that the governments have been failing to deal with the Islamists um, that are in that are in that whole Sahel region, ISIS and Al-Qaeda and Boko Haram and yeah. these guys. Um, but that, that the, the difference here, though, with Niger is this was actually seen as a safe seat, uh, a safe sort of ally, quote unquote, wouldn't say maybe not as far as an ally, but but certainly much more. Um, what's that? Vassal. Yeah, vessel. Uh, yeah, so the fact that this has happened is is is, is more significant than um, perhaps the others because the others weren't as uh, you know they were causing more trouble beforehand, so to speak. Uh, so this is quite a blow. The other big thing, of course, is then um, the uranium. This is the, yes. the, the economic side is something that everyone's uh, mentioning. So the French have a lot of nuclear power stations, and it requires uranium uranium reserves and uranium mines and all this stuff a lot of it i think 30 percent is in niger uh, and that's where they're contractually currently getting it from so there's a big problem uh for the french for this one uh, to lose those rights and if things go as they are now where uh let's assume the guy the current uh, military government stays in place for the foreseeable future uh and you have blockades sanctions the nigerians are cutting for electricity I don't think they're going to give up their bargaining chip, which is the nuclear fuel, fuel uh, for free. Uh, and, and so that's, yeah, that, 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 right now things are still ratcheting up. Um, yeah. Yeah, yes, that's it as well. Ready. The key thing, is, is it being for free or for next to nothing, which seems to be what we're getting? Um, as these the crew leaders have pointed out, so that this is some of the most resource-rich regions of the world, yet they're also the poorest. Um, I don't know whether this is it, but this is what they want it to be, to be this breaking point of we're, we're being exploited, we're, we're having our wealth robbed. At what point, what actions need to be taken to undo this? Mm. Mm. Right, right, right. 
Yeah. I, I think that's, of course, uh, what not the leader of the current coup. I mean, I haven't actually listened to um, a lot of his speeches, the Niger um, current yeah. general in charge, but the other individuals. So if we're talking about the sweep across Africa. So this Niger coup happened uh, last week, uh, you know, but before that, uh, the week before, you had the meeting, Russia's meeting with African leaders, um, yeah. where you had the leader of Burkina Faso, who is 35, uh, yep. Captain, Captain Traorme, Tra Tra I'm not sure how to say his name. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gave a speech there, which uh, talked exactly about what you just said. We have all of this wealth, uh, yet we are, we are poor, uh, and talked very fondly of Russia. Russia's always been our friend, talked about, you know, during the, the anti-colonial days, and independence movements, and all this stuff. Um, yeah, so... The point he seems to be yeah. uh, purposely modeling himself after Tom Sankara. I mean, I don't mm. think, um, mm. down to the, the the red beret and the 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 constant military. I know a uniform is a uniform at the end of it, but with it with it, the way he's speaking is it, it seems to be almost alluding to that legacy. Mm. Great mm. legacy to allude to. <laughs> right. Sure. Sure. No. Sure. 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 I mean, it's it. He hasn't said, not that I've seen, maybe he has said it. I haven't seen him say it specifically. Like, you know, we must bring up the, the legacy of Sankara and, and whatnot. Um, uh, but it's it definitely, it seems to be the, the, the sort of obvious thing that's staring at everyone in the face. Like, is this is this Sankara? Are we seeing the, the new Sankara of the 21st century? Um, yeah. and, and in Burkina Faso, not, not even anywhere else. Um, yeah. yeah hopefully, uh, be great. And, and hopefully he can also learn some lessons from, you know, Sankara's shortcomings uh, and not only last for three or four years like uh, Sankara sadly did. Um, yes. So let's hope that, that that something would be different from his side and internationally too. Um, yeah. But I mean, there's something that I didn't catch actually anyone else uh, reporting um, sort of openly and, and, and with uh, with sort of emphasis because you had what was emphasized was what he said at, at the Russia-Africa summit. And of course, what had uh, and this, this coup, of course, also was grabbed headlines uh, but julius malema so if we're looking down further south south africa um had their 10th anniversary rally at a hundred thousand people in a stadium the news that's been grabbed from that of course is they sang the, the kill the boer kill the farmer song i'm not going to get into that right now um but in that same speech it's an hour-long speech he said this is not i'm not you know um exaggerating him he said putin is us and we are putin so you know, there's clearly a huge amount of support for uh, Putin, for Russia, right now, sweeping Africa. We're seeing yes. it in Kinefaita, we're seeing it in South Africa, we're seeing it um, in Mali and lots of other, these West African countries, and Chad. Um, uh, even al-Sisi, uh, the Egyptian leader, was at that summit. So just to touch on that summit again, the, the, the sort of point that Western media grabbed around that was, uh, something like only 17 heads of state went to the meeting this time, which was less than previously because of the war. Of course, you know it's quite sensitive, or you know, uh, yeah, yeah. There's a dip diplomatic question to answer when, when you go there. So they were saying, oh, only 17 have gone, but the fact that 17 actually went shows you that even with all of the pressure and repercussions diplomatically and potentially sanction-wise that come with going to that meeting, those African Africans still went. Um, and Al Sisi went, which is you know a very big, important um, move. Yeah, by, important African, um, African yeah. leader. 
Right, 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 right. So, um, yeah, point I'm getting at is there is a huge uh, amount of support and um, yeah. admiration and a desire from African leaders of all sorts, whether it's military or um, in the opposition or even democratic elected uh, for for Russia. Um, yeah. The history is obvious to me, uh, but that's happening. It's, it's, it's a fact. And I, I think a lot of it is because of nothing to do with, um, really almost nothing to do with Putin as a politician, but what his camp represents, which is, as, as we've always, the beginning of a, of a multipolar uh, system. Um, mm. For so long, Africa has been uh, under the ass assumpted control of the West. And um, that's, that, that is the way of it. Um, any development <laughs> Africa are going to have to do is going to have to be at the behest of the, the charity of, of America. I remember um, a few, well, I'll say a few years ago, <laughs> this is when Barack Obama was president, he went to a, a tour of African nations and a lot of what his message was about was about uh, the pollution and development and basically his message was unfortunately Africa's come too late to the party the world's environment is too messed up for you to industrialize so don't and it's absolutely not <laughs> that, that, that yeah. should come second as, as China has shown us that you can yeah. do both at, yeah but don't put your foot on our neck and tell us it's for the environment's good which is exactly what Obama was doing in, in, in that tour Right, right. Um, so I think because Putin and China have been helping militarily and economically in sort of in tandem there, Russia helping more militarily and China helping more economically um, throughout Africa, th these are things that aren't going unnoticed. Um, they are in our media. Our media just don't pay enough attention to, to what is going on. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, there's an expression which goes with what you just said there. Uh, I think you probably heard it before. It's when the Americans arrive in Africa, they bring lectures and they lecture us. When the Chinese arrive in Africa, they bring buildings and they build stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Uh, something along those lines. It's pretty yes, I, I saw that as an exchange on Twitter. And um, someone says, yes, but when China comes, it goes, ah, here's, the, here's the lecture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, here's the lecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So, right, right. so what is, yeah. with um, going back on sort of that, uh, Bikino Faso as a as a the the, the leadership of, at the moment with what's been going on in West Africa that the opposition uh, the economic bloc that they've got their organisation already they're threatening they've got a lot of leadership in a tier system and um, but this new bloc doesn't and it seems like Bikino Faso are almost shaping themselves up to be a sort of regional sort of leadership of of whatever this organization sort of takes place, whether it is some sort of, that we sort of said, an, a neo-anti-colonialism organization, which... Or maybe an African treaty organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. now, when you look at these um, these coups, you actually go straight across uh, the, the, the shale of Africa. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from Sudan across. And now, obviously, 
uh, Nigeria have opened up relations and the border with Algeria. Obviously, like I, like I said at the beginning of this, I, I haven't been following previously African politics enough to know that there was a there was beef between the two countries anyway. Mm. Um, you know that every other country in Africa hates the one next door to it, but you can never remember which ones. <laughs> um, and obviously, Chad now is supporting them, and Libya are supporting them as well. Mm. Uh, so you, you you do have sort of this beginning of a block and with what we said at the meeting between these African leaders and Putin as well these coup leaders in West Africa are waving the Russian flag and requesting Russia's help and assistance yes. in, in, in defending themselves and building their economies up yeah yeah I, I think also I was going to make a similar point is that I think this is also very much, even though Russia, of course, probably has been, uh, you know, uh, promoting sort of diplomatically to, to engage with these countries, as as all countries do with each other all yeah. the time. Everyone wants to have best relations with as many people as possible, as yeah. many friends as possible. Um, I do think, though, that there is a large degree of this being independent, as in this is a genuine independent African movement. Um, it's not uh, the Russians driving the entire thing. Uh, yeah. It is to the Russians' benefit, definitely, but that's not to say that they are the reason it's happening. I mean, just yeah. taking EF, uh, you know, Judas Malema the EFF as an example, I don't think there's anyone that owns uh, that that man apart from you know his own political beliefs. He's a very yeah. if he if he was corrupt, he would have just stayed in the ANC. There was lots yeah. of jobs. And but when you see these rallies, I don't believe, as some in the West would probably have you believe, that there's. Uh, FSB or, or Wagner officials on the side handing out Russian flags to make the rally look more <laughs> Russian than it. Like, this is yeah. a genuine. Like, yeah, you yeah. can you can you can spot a fake rally. Everyone knows how to spot a fake rally. Right. But you are right, genuinely right. seeing people ecstatic at the yes. notion of change, flying their yes. national flag and the Russian flag at yeah. these yeah. events. Yeah. These are math events. Yes. No new dictatorship is going to be able to come into town and then immediately arrange a rally like that like how uh, unless it is real and spontaneous they're not going to come yeah yeah right and also i mean this is also the it ties a bit to the the sort of 2016 election stealing thing is um of course the west the western and u.s perspective will say i oh, know the russians are driving this the russians are taking over it's a wagner taking over behind the scenes, driving all these coups. Um, and it, it, it gives the Russians such a, you know, it's like, oh, the Russians can do that. J just like the Russians yeah. are somehow better at electioneering than the Americans who are, yeah. you know, hundreds of millions of dollars with ad campaigns. So, uh, you know, just hire the Russians for your next ad campaign, which might what I would say. But yeah, it, it's, 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 it, it gives... The Russians, such uh, you could you could feel so flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're like, oh, you you guys have managed to conquer all of Africa, and you stole the election. So okay, are I'm, we I'm, a failed state on the verge of collapse, yeah. or are we the most influential, systematic, got fingers in every pie in the world organization that can influence yeah, anything? You can't be both. The, 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 <laughs> yes. the gas station masquerading as a country that is able to somehow behind the scenes dominate the American lecture system and yep. conquer all of Africa. Yeah. Uh, almost all of Africa. Yeah. So, so the, yeah. But just a, just a point I want to make is that, you know, when you, when you go on Twitter and you go into these spaces where people are debating these things and, you know, you have in, info ops and psyops and counter psyops and all sorts of things going on, um, 
is you, you don't let um, sort of the Western attempts to frame this uh, become the lens of how we see it. So there are, of course, as we just said, the American and Western sort of information operations and, and, and narrative efforts to frame this as Russia uh, is overtaking, taking over Africa. Um, but then you have people who, you know, whether it's anti-imperialists or communists or whatever, a lot of these people online who then take that and say, oh yeah, well, Russia's doing it. So and you end up then yeah. emphasizing that frame. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Say that they're doing it, but it's good that they're doing it, where the fact is it's, it's the opposite. It's, right. if you look at it from a, a realistic point of view, like you are the, these are army commanders who have just done this and are now being threatened with invasion from all of your neighbors, your first thing that you are going to do is to seek some sort of alliance to guarantee your border security. That is that is what's happening here. If you think that all my neighbors and America and France are going to attack me, then I need a deterrence of the not. Either get a strong ally or develop a nuclear weapon program pretty quickly. Right, 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 exactly. I, I mean, I, I think the, uh, in addition to sort of the lines that have been opened up with russia and wagner specifically i mean obviously they don't i don't know i don't think the connection is very strong right now with with with, with wagner slash russia yet yeah. with niger um but they are in mali they're in mali and they're in burkina faso and they're yeah in Chad. so, so they're, I, they're, they're I, literally they're literally all around it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i've got every intent belief that at some point an agreement will be made to to invite them yes. in that the... yes yes no no yeah i, I yeah. think so oh, yeah yeah um yeah just, just to clarify for people who are watching or listening that are not where um, Burkina Faso and Mali and Guinea uh, all said that if ECOWAS, the regional bloc, invades uh, Niger, they will consider it uh, an act of war against themselves. So uh, it's sort of Article Five NATO thing, but yeah. for themselves. So just just to catch up on if you if you do, if you were unaware of that, but yeah, um, yeah. So it makes sense that Niger is reaching out to Russia if they are. Um, and you know, to whatever extent that's also you know they're they're kind of issue to do yeah um, i think a lot of it is that the deadline has now passed that was yesterday um hmm. EGA, in response to the deadline of lapse and have closed their airspace just as a security measure um but in terms of actual rationale i can't see it happening for one if you did if it did happen if a foreign group of african countries invaded uh to remove the government and install or reinstall another one then whilst that transition process is going you now have to tend to all that country's problems particularly the Islamist civil war in the north right uh, that means nigeria um benin togo <laughs> ghana all those countries are just going to get pulled into another country's civil war mm -hmm, mm -hmm, uh, as well as fighting the whatever uprising you're going to be having it's 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 untenable for that to happen it's, to them. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think the pieces are, um, you know, the, 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 they don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have what it needs yet. Uh, no. and, and may not perhaps for months or years. I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, less the, yeah I mean, the, 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 the point on it's already quite unstable. I think I already mentioned already Senegal, even though they said, yeah, we'll, we'll send our troops right now also fighting their own um you know the military is busy crushing uh, a, a potential coup and a potential uprising in senegal right now um but to play devil's advocate um ECOWAS did do a small very small version of this in 2017 against gambia 
but if you're not familiar gambia is a country that is a strip is. around the river and yeah. surrounded by senegal so it didn't require much it's a very small nation so they did you know there was a president yeah. who was holding on he didn't want to hand over they sent in the troops and without much violence i'm not sure on how many casualties they were but they did hand over he did hand over and they did, they did population of gambia is it like you say it, it the country is basically the gambian river it is mostly the river yeah it's not much more than that um so but bear in mind yeah so niger is a very different situation we're talking about one of africa's biggest countries uh yeah. 1500 long mile long border with with nigeria has islamists um, desert whatever um has a, 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 i think the statistic is 10,000 troops which is not a lot um but nigeria doesn't have a lot either uh you know i, I don't want to I necessarily think we've looked in depth at each country's military, Burkina Faso's and Mali and Mali's and Niger's and all of them, any of them. Um, but what I know, and we all can guess and look at and see from the sort of offset, is Nigeria has had Boko Haram and other Islamist groups in the north of the country and has been unable to defeat them for, I think it's 10 years now, more than 10 years. Um, the same for Burkina Faso, the same for Mali, the same for Niger, the same for uh, most of these countries. So the idea that they can pull off a full-scale invasion yeah. of a country, another country, a neighboring country, uh, that has at least some form of organized military. And is uh, waiting. And, and maybe has popular support, or at least some yeah. support, uh, that seems... And possibly as well foreign mercenaries coming to help. Yeah, back. and possibly Russian mercenaries too. Who would, yeah, I think if, if they came in, I think they would definitely, you know, they would definitely call in the, the Wagner. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why, why not. Um, so yeah, so the those if you're looking at it from that level, it doesn't seem feasible to me. Uh, you do have 1,000 French troops and 1,500 French uh, American troops in bases there to fight the Islamists. They're, they're still there right now. I, I would say they've got to be the most. They've got to have the, the tightest butt cheeks in the world right now. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um... Right. So yeah, uh, I can't see the situation changing particularly. Like at the moment, one of the main things is that there isn't really even full agreement on the sanctions that are placed in Nigeria. The obviously the West, the, the African Economic Organization, have placed these sanctions and so nobody can trade with them. Um, but as we've seen, what happens? They're just kind of <laughs> Russia will, right? And right. who's friends with Russia will, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's as as our sanctions with the UK and the West uh, have happened. They're going to affect. They're going to affect the sanctioneers more than the sanctionee. Mm. <laughs> if I've got that right. Right. No. No. Sure. 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 Well, I, I think you've made a great point there about that. Is that because of Russia specifically? There is now a sank. You know, the the outside world exists, so to speak. Before, yeah. you, you know, one global system, you know, swift code, swift all stuff, and you were outside of that. Russia's been out of that for uh, more than a year, a year and a half now, a year and four months, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they just posted, they are now the fifth largest economy, GDP, by PPP, Purchasing Parity Power, fifth. So they are the largest in Europe. They're bigger than Germany now. Um, so they're not just, you know, they've not just uh, thwarted the sanctions. They're, they're thriving. Um, yeah. So if... Obviously, there's TV issues, but a lot of these companies. Oh, sure, sure, sure. No, no, not, 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 it's, not, it's not all perfect. You know, they, they, I yeah. mean, of course, Niger is not Russia as well. I mean, they don't have the ability to, to pull off the same things. But 
but there, there is, you know, Russia is there uh, and Iran is there and, and other countries that live outside of that system are there. Uh, the you know, yeah. countries that live outside sanctions. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, their electricity has been turned off. We have China like, there who are in that still, at the moment, advantageous position of living in, almost in both worlds, of living in the world of the American dollar and outside it at the same time. Right, 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 right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, well, well, I'm not too sure on, on the sanction side. I, I don't think that's going to uh, break the sort of back of this uh, in the short term. Definitely not. Uh, yeah, on the military front, I don't know. If 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 they mobilize the Nigerians, uh, they would need, I think, a few weeks. So we're not going to see anything. I think for this week, maybe not next week, but perhaps beyond that, it, it might it might escalate. But again, I get like I said, like we said before, I don't know if they can actually be successful in that operation. So we'll see what happens. Uh, and I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I hope, I hope it can be resolved peacefully diplomatically. Yeah. Did you have anything you want to share? I images or videos or anything like that? Um, no, other than uh, a lot of the videos that we've, we've sort of seen, unfortunately, they don't really translate particularly well to uh, any of our listeners because none of them are English. Um, mm -hmm. We've already sort of narrated what, what is going on, obviously, that these, these mm -hmm. mass rallies that have been held so show support for... Uh, the cool leaders um, mm. so I think a lot of this we are in the middle of a developing situation uh, obviously we wanted to record a couple of days ago but we wanted that deadline to pass um, right. the deadline has passed and nothing has happened uh, mm. I think everybody's in a sort of state of anxiety to see what will happen um, I think realistically I, th I think the other nations need to back down because there's no great, there's nothing to be gained by this state of threat that they're, they're causing these countries to exist in at the moment. Mm. Uh, even if the sanctions maintain, um, the threat of invasion, I feel, needs to be taken away, from the, removed from the table. So any sort of discussion can, can happen. Yeah, definitely. I think... I was listening to the BBC and even even some of the BBC correspondents were saying it was quite a poor move to go straight to we will intervene on Sunday at 11 o'clock if you don't do anything yeah, uh, and not try and ratchet things up or yeah. engage in other means. And then uh, not to do that. <laughs> yeah. Kind of... it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean I, I do think there is precedence for deadlines passing and then, you know, your next message is then just just gathering troops on the border to be your communication methods. Yeah. Um, so that's that. I think it's only effective though if you've actually got the clout to do it. Like obviously, we're old enough to remember the invasion of Iraq, where George yeah. Bush gave Saddam until midnight for his family to leave, and then yes. not long after that, the bombing of Baghdad happened. But you yes. knew that America had the ability to do that. So right. These countries, you're going to see what a fleet of tow of trucks come off. They've got any armor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, the Nigerian army is a little bit better equipped than that. You know, so, they, they do have <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah so I, I don't think they're going to be doing shock and awe. Uh, no, no. I, I think we are sort of in, in, a, in a stalemate because, like we have said, because, because of Russia, because of Wagner. Um, I can see that it's just going to speed up those relationships tightening. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, and as you said before, this is 
you know, the beginnings uh, of, of a pole. A pole is emerging, uh, a, a, an African pole, a North African, Northwest African pole, which yeah. stands uh, against, um, you know, uh, the Western, you know, unipolar world. Yeah. Um, the or, old stand, or just stand stands by itself. Uh, yeah. You know. So yeah. the only development that sort of happened today is um, the leaders in, in Nigeria have appointed a prime minister, and he is the former uh, financial minister of the civilian government. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they, they are sort of putting in an apparatus for for govern, governance. Right. Um, right. But it doesn't seem... If, it doesn't look like you're backing down, does it? If you're appointing ministers, it doesn't look like sure, you're... Sure, sure. Yeah, so, yeah, if you, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still a very fresh, new scenario, new situation. So uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Those are all my thoughts on it, Chris. you want to leave it at that? Yeah, I think... I think obviously, we did an episode a couple months ago on Sudan. I can see us coming back to this um, in, a few, in a few months more. Um, I, I kind of see a lot of the these sort of stories merging into into one. I, I can see this being a, a regional issue, mm. Mm. Yeah. hopefully yeah. a regional conflict, but uh, something definitely sure. to look out to. Sure, definitely. Okay, thank you everyone for watching, and we will catch up with you soon. We promise to start posting more regularly again. Thanks. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Proletarian Radio. We aim to bring you the best Marxist analysis on current affairs, revolutionary history, and theory. Do like, comment, subscribe, and share our content to help us reach the widest possible audience. We are a small organization with limited resources, and we need workers' support if we are to grow and fulfill our mission. If you are able to make a one-off or regular donation, no matter how small, please visit our website at thecommunists.org and register as a supporter.